This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. Another wild week in the NFL. And here we are at the Russell, giving you what you need to know. Good show here for you today. Another wild week in football here with Ooze and the Law. Guys, I hope you guys are enjoying this wild, wild season thus far. It's It's been weird, I would say. Yeah, it's fun to watch, but breaking my teams. <laughs> <laughs> Athlete me, can you... Uh... Yeah, rethink your whole draft strategies. Oh, 100%. 100%. This Russell Wilson thing is just really killing me. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, that I'm, one, uh, it gives me pain. It really does give me pain. Like, I, I'm thinking I'm grabbing a steal at, like, round eight while I'm grabbing a bump. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a bus week in, week out, and this guy has the audacity at press conference to still say, Rock <laughs> Nation, let's ride. We're not riding anywhere. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, it's it's Bronco Country. Let's cry because that's how I feel. Soup is exactly what it is. This guy can't even get on a horse right now. Like you know, I mean, like you you know, you got paid. He's riding home. (laughs) Good for him because I mean, what a what a what a thief he was. What a thief he. I mean, is isn't uh isn't one of the groups for um, uh, the Denver Broncos is the Walmart family, right? I'm pretty sure it's like the Walmart family owns like. Uh, I mean, that sounds right. I think it is. I mean, to be honest, he's a Walmart of a quarterback. To be honest, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is this is bad. So, yeah, it's it's a crazy week. This man can't score a touchdown against my team. Um, you know, going back to the Thursday night game, you literally lost a Super Bowl doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Has the uh, money blinded you or erased your memory? You're everybody's screaming, run the ball, but you still want to throw it. And you want to redeem yourself, it? and you lost again. Ah, uh, who who is the? Why am I losing this guy's name? The cornerback who now announces. Oh, uh, um, um, Sherman. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, Richard same Sherman was. Exactly Richard Sherman was. Richard Sherman was going off. <laughs> Richard Sherman was going off on this man, but he's he's hundred percent right though. And I was saying the same thing. I was like, I'm okay with it because my team won. But I was like, did he not remember how everybody roasted Pete Carroll for not running the ball? And you're saying we had the best running back in the game. We didn't run the ball. Melvin Gordon was running the ball really well. Mike Bone was running the ball really well against the Colts. They were four and one at goal. Run the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to ride somewhere, ride them to the end zone. Like, like, <laughs> like Bronco country, let's ride. Like, get the hell out of here. Before this turns into a therapy session about Broncos country and Russell Wilson, We've got a jam-packed show. News coming up. 
week five review, studs and duds, and then starts and sits for week six. We're going to switch it up. Ooze has relinquished his duties of news, and Lance is going to take it over this week. So go ahead, Lance. Yeah, I'll bring you all the news worth the print. Uh, so Tyreek Hill stepped on late in the game, had a walking boot on in his foot, left foot. So keep an eye out on that. He had a quad injury coming into the game. Wasn't really sure if he was going to play. Ended up playing. He's a tough guy. He's built for this. So he might not be out too long if he is out at all. Some guy who ended up leaving the game with a walking boot and who will not be coming back is Rashad Penny. It's hurting for a lot of people who had him on their team. Hopefully you had the handcuff there, but he's confirmed, fractured his leg, and his handcuff, his backup, Kenneth Walker, who right now is rostered in only 47% of leagues. We expect that number to jump to 80 after Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night. So get in there, get your waiver, spend your fab if you've got the fab. I almost had a trade where someone offered me Rashad Penny and someone else for Tyler Lockett, and it was like a bum wide receiver. Thank God I didn't mm. accept mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Lockett and uh, and Gino were hooking up over to the, this past week, too. We've got Baker Mayfield. Bad news out of Carolina. Got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. That quarterback situation is going to downgrade. we got P.J. Walker coming in. He's a good guy for the XFL. Uh, he's not going to be an upgrade here for the Panthers. Maybe D.J. Moore will get on the same page with him, and he'll throw some balls. Uh, we know how we know how cautious Baker Mayfield has been. Uh, but that doesn't stop Carolina there. We've got Matt Rule. Matt Rule update. The rule is over. He is fired. No longer there. Um <laughs> They got a new ruler in town. They got an interim head coach, and that's not ever a good sign. Uh, but we could all see that coming. Uh, Chris Olave suffered a concussion. He'll need to be monitored. We don't know. The NFL has changed a lot of things about concussions over this past week. Um, so be very careful there. A lot of people who typically have a concussion, unless it's really serious, they're pretty much going to be there for the next game. Um we don't know how easy that's going to be coming out of concussion protocol going forward. So keep an eye on him. He may not be cleared next week. T. Higgins, he saw limited action in the Sunday night game. He ended up with a high uh, ankle sprain. He's now day-to-day. Uh, Tyler Boyd, if he's available, look for him. Out of the two of them, he was the more productive wide receiver, but they didn't really do anything but try to run the ball over on Sunday night. James Conner suffered a rib injury in the Eagles game. So look out for Eno Benjamin, his backup. Teddy uh, Bridgewater left the game. Guess how many snaps he had? One. He ended up getting a uh, potential grounding in the end zone. It was called up for a uh, the Jets to get a, uh, a safety on that play, and then he was out for the rest of the game. Now, this is where that concussion protocol comes in. They saw his head hit the ground. It's not like the Tua situation where we saw him stumble after he got up or he was throwing up fingers all over the place. He was – it looked like maybe he was just out of breath or something, but he did not come back into the game. Again, concussion 
it looked like he probably should have been able to come back into the game, but they're being very cautious, so keep that out if you're trying to, to stream Teddy on any of your leagues. We got Sakon Barkley, had an injury, left the game for a while. Then he came back. He was able to put up some decent yardage. Giants got their win. Um, probably fine. Just keep an eye out on what was the issue and, and whether or not he's making progress during the week. We've got an update for the Cowboys. Maybe good news, maybe bad news, maybe no news. Dak has not been officially ruled out for week six yet. And after we saw the abysmal numbers that Cooper Rush put up last week, it might just be useful for the Dallas fans to get him in there for at least our fantasy lives. Um, Players to monitor coming out of the week, Keenan Allen, Isaiah McKenzie, Julio Jones. I don't even know why we want to look for Julio Jones. We know this guy's injured every <laughs> Michael Thomas with his fractured foot. Tua, he's probably still another week or two out. Kyle Pitts, he was a scratch for this past week. Dotson gave up his spot for somebody else to come in and put up good numbers. Rashad Bateman, he's probably still out for another two weeks or so. Eligible to play week seven, keeping this on your radar, is uh, Dondre Hopkins. See if anybody dropped them. Very unlikely. But maybe somebody's desperate for wide receiver and you might be able to swoop in and trade for because they've been sitting in on his on their bench for that long. Uh, we also got sad news. Five weeks. Five weeks to start. And we got Lions, Texans, Raiders, Titans. So right there, we've got some running backs that been had been pretty good for us. So we got DeAndre Swift missing. Darren, uh, we've got uh, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and we'll be missing Damian Pierce, the, the person who looks like he's running around, with, uh, running away with the rookie of the year. Um, we also got wide receivers, Amon Ra, St. Uh, Brown. We've got tight end Hawkinson, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, and Robert Woods. Likely, those are the only guys you were looking at. After this past week, I think everybody and their mom is dropping dropping Jared Goff. Uh, so keep that keep a look out there, though. A lot of people have quarterbacks that have just not been doing it. Maybe Goff is a good stream. So if you see him get dropped this week because of the bye, maybe take him if you've got a spot available for some reason. And that's all the news. All right. All right. Thank you. Week five review. We'll start with the studs as always. QBs. We've got seven of them, seven of them that went over 20 points this week. Josh Allen, Hurts, Geno Smith of all people. Carson Wentz back up here in the top four again. He's either been Carson Wentz either been top four. He was three the first two weeks, or like you know, 30 the other two times. So. As Ooze always says, he's a good bad quarterback. Court <laughs> Cousins, Tom Brady, and Jimmy G. Um, four touchdowns for Josh Allen. Hertz is still doing his thing, two rushing uh, touchdowns. He has six for the year. And I think I heard a stat he's tied with Chubb for rushing touchdowns. Obviously a great thing for fantasy. And then... Geno Smith, he's been in a lot of high-scoring games. Him and Lockett, him and DK Metcalf uh, linking up. It's 
crazy to see because that's what we thought we would get out of Russ with in Denver, but we will not, you know, go back on the bad bandwagon right now. But uh, other than that, you got Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, and Jimmy G, like I said earlier. So what are you guys thinking about mainly Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins even? Um, he's been on, you know, decent for starting these past couple of weeks. Yeah, I think um, Geno Smith is definitely a surprise still because I think last week I was saying that this is going to be just a facade. You know what I mean? Like, this is not going to last. But I feel like this is one of the, one of uh, one instance that you know you put a quarterback in the you know in the right situation and the person can thrive and you know for Geno Smith oh, big up big up to him um, doing his thing continuing to um, be the man for the Seahawks um, for now and looking for the future as well so um, big up again to Geno you know he had a list of quarterbacks that went before him you know just like Josh Allen uh, what, was, what was his name. He he got drafted to the Cardinals, um, that year. Josh Josh Rosen Josh Rosen Josh Rosen yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean like you know one of them made it out and it was Geno Smith got the second chance because Josh Rosen was absolute trash because Geno's on the was, was Geno's was on the right was on the same train that he was you know but look at him now and you can also say. The Jets organization can just trash quarterbacks left and right. This it's just absolutely incredible how that happens. <laughs> it is. It's pretty pretty it's, incredible. It's pretty incredible to be honest. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's 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 really just like the Jets and then the Browns because remember the Browns used to have you know a store with the Browns quarterbacks names stitched on to one jersey. All the first round draft All picks. The first round draft. <laughs> yeah. Jim Couch all the way through Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> though, yeah, it's just crazy. But big up again, big ups to Gino. Him continuing the like consistency. That's what we want to see, right? In fantasy, you want to see them doing week in and week out. And for three weeks, I think it has been this guy's been consistently putting up, you know, twenty some points and just, you know, it's a, it's a set and forget it for him, right? So, um, yeah, big ups to him. I, I like to see that. Lance, one thing I want to ask you, where do you think you see Jalen Hurts finishing this year after these first five weeks of football? Uh, It's hard to say that he's going to finish number one only because Josh Allen seems to take a step back and then two steps forward. Yeah. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to still run run away. Give me a top number, I was saying. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, he's going to be top two. He's not going to beat out Josh Allen unless something befalls him. Um, yeah. And it doesn't even need to be losing a wide receiver because we can see him doing it with Gabe Davis. We can see him doing it with Isaiah McKenzie. It's not it's not who he's throwing to unless he gets hurt. And he does take some stupid slides and stupid runs. Unless he gets hurt, I don't see Hurts overtaking him. But Hurts is still, I mean, look, a number two next to Allen. Allen put up four touchdowns. Allen had 30-odd points in most fantasy leagues before halftime. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. halftime. So he basically coasted the rest of the game in the second half. He put up another touchdown, I think. But Hurts, that's what he's competing against. Yeah. Uh, Allen's in another world right now. 
Yeah, and, and and remember, like, well, and just to put like the add-on to what um, the law is saying, um, Jalen Hurts has more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. Can he keep that up? That's you know, I think that's the thing because Josh Allen, I think he has maybe one or two rushing touchdowns. He has two. He has two rushing touchdowns over the year, but his passing touchdowns is eight, ten, thirteen, fourteen already through five games. Okay. That's 14 passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. While Jalen Hurts, he has four, five, six, six rushing touchdowns and four passing touchdowns. That's the difference. And I think that's what's going to keep um, Josh Allen in front of Jalen Hurts the whole season. Unless, we'll see, unless we see um, Jalen Hurts, you know, adding to the, to the rushing touchdowns. Because if you look at the games... He's either he's having, you know, two or one rushing touchdown and no passing in the same game, or yep. he's or he's having three passing touchdowns and zero rushing touchdowns. He's, he can't do he can't do both. He did both in, in one game. He had two two rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown. And that was against Minnesota, and that was his highest that was his highest scoring game of the season. And that's why I was a little bit down on AJ Brown in the draft. It's because I knew those touchdowns yeah. weren't going to be there through the air. Yeah. Not that Hurts wasn't going to be great. I still thought he was a steal in the fifth round. But if we look, A.J. Brown is sitting in there, what, top 15 in wide receivers in most leagues? Mm-hmm. And Devontae Smith is right behind him in the 10th one. But Devontae Smith was a 10th round pick for most leagues. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a, a discount. You got You got into the same offense if you waited to round 10. Instead of trying to take AJ in round three. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, go to the running backs. A lot of good players here. Um, more of what we kind of expected here in most cases. Austin Eckler goes off, uh, 173 rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall. Uh, 97 rushing and 100 receiving and a touchdown. And they put up 40 points on Miami. Uh, Nick Chubb looking like a great pick out of your drafts. Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, who missed last week. So let's talk about first, and then you guys can talk about whoever after that. Um do we expect something like this to continue with the Jets of all teams? And he had a great rushing and receiving game. I mean, I don't think anyone expected this out of him, but what do you guys think on Brees Hall? The guy's been putting up decent numbers for a running back, especially for a running back on a smaller end of the share. Um, and to be honest, out of the two of them, He's got more pep in a step than Carter. Carter was a vulture taking two touchdowns yesterday. Uh, so if you look at his points, his points are jacked up by those 12 points that he just took off of Brees' plate. And in both those cases, Brees brought it down. He was a 19-yard uh, run in one case, and it was like a 14-yard catch, which he was brought down at the one-yard line. It was like that year where um, Calvin Johnson had like one touchdown but he kept getting tackled at the one-yard line. And so all those touchdowns went to somebody else, and he only ended up with one at the end of the year. If that breaks for Brees Hall, 
I mean, he's going to start putting all those points up. And Carter actually has nothing. So yeah. I think Brees Hall is going to keep going, keep getting stronger throughout the year. It is interesting with rookies, especially running backs, how they're going to do after week eight, week nine. Typically, that college season is a lot shorter. And their season would typically be over by the end of November. Um, some of them might still play one or two games in December. But in reality, they don't play, but 11 games, 12 games. And it's a lot, lot different in college than it is in the NFL. Ooh, is there anyone you want to highlight? I mean, all these other guys are basically, you know, up where we draft them in the first, second round. This is where they're, what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Any, you know, other insights here? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's what they're supposed to do. It's not really anything that, you know, we should shine a light on. I think the one that we shine a light on is the one that Lance is talking about is, you know, Brees Hall. It's very surprising for him to... You know, week five, we usually see rookies take on, unless they're the bona fide starter, um, take over like week seven, eight. You know, you see them implementing and getting those points. Because Michael Carter is not a, I mean, he, they dropped him high as well. You know, he, I don't think he's a bad, I don't think he's a bad running back as well, but I think just see something more explosive, more spark. And there's a chemistry between Hall and Wilson right now that is, you know, making the team just flow better. So for him to come out with 97 rushes and, and you know, almost 100-100 of line of scrimmage in five weeks is really impressive, you know. But, again, we've talked about consistency. Can you do this a week in and week out? Because Michael Carter is still eating into, into, into those shares, right? So is it one of the things is that he had the hot hand? He just, hey, Carter, you just got to, you know, let him ride because he's hot right now. Or is it truly, you know, Bryce's Hall's uh, backfield. So we just, we just got to see that. All right. Wide receivers. We've got Gabe Davis with crazy plays. Almost the first uh, play from scrimmage, I believe, a 98-yard touchdown. Then he had a crazy one-handed grab touchdown. Which almost the... got snatched away from him, though. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. He's got those big boy arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think his safety, literally, I watched the replay this morning. He took it out of Gabe Davis's hand mm-hmm. and then gave it back. <laughs> you got Tyler Lockett with uh, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson doing his thing per usual. Uh, Diami Brown with no Dotson in. Um, Cooper Cup. Myers, Diggs, Amari Cooper, and Hollywood Brown. And I believe I miss Mike Williams. My apologies. Um, Ooze, Diami Brown. Do you think this is. No, I'm, I'm Carson not. Carson Wentz's guy? Is no, this just a facade? This is a facade. Just, you know, you, you, got, you got to look at it as a whole, right? Because one, Washington West. I wouldn't say Redskins. <laughs> the Commanders are not good, right? They're, they're, he's a good back quarterback because he can make plays and he can make throws, but he can make throws to the other team, right? Well, you have to understand what you're looking at here. He, um, Demonte Brown had four targets, only caught two of them, and the two he caught were for touchdowns. You know, he had two long touchdown plays. Then that's it. Besides that, he's he, got three he, catches on the year. Yeah, he has three catches of the year. 
you know you have four targets last you have four targets against dallas only caught one of them you have four targets this week <laughs> great for the thank you for the improvement of one more <laughs> but you know it's 105 yards and two touchdowns he, he just caught two touchdowns he was open now now is it if i see you know i mean he's playing a bad chicago team next but in green bay if he's getting like five or six maybe is he worth a stash i don't think so because you still have scary terry out there curtis samuels you know he was just absent that's all um you still have um um logan Dotson. thomas Dobson, logan thomas you, you, you have a lot of people in the pecking in front of him so he just had a good game and that's it for me he's just not worth he he's a click on interested on espn right he's you know just to make sure he's on the top of my players list when i see him next week see how he does that's it i'm not picking him up i'm not wasting fab on him this week lance the same question for jacoby myers is he someone we should be pursuing in the upcoming weeks uh jacoby myers i i do like that he's starting to put out more um, however, he is putting this up with their backup, backup. Um, so it, it's it's to be seen whether or not he actually has that with Mac Jones when he comes back. Um, I don't know how likely Jacoby Myers is going to be available in most leagues, um, mainly because he was the number one wide receiver in New England. People were looking for him to start with. Um, maybe they dropped him after the first two weeks, and that offense looked horrific. But I don't know that that's, um, that's somebody you're going to want to try and trade for because I, I think you're going to end up giving too much up for him as well. And I know we mentioned last week looking for um, Amari Cooper. We might have already missed that train. Uh, he put up another good week. He had a touchdown. Uh, he had some red zone looks that were helping his stat lines out. Um, so maybe maybe the offense – Pass protection was better, and uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, was able to to get his eyes a little bit higher, a little bit further away from his uh, tight end, and looking for uh, his number one wide receiver there in Cooper. Yeah, just to piggyback on that, I mean, uh, Jacoby Myers is rostered in 64.5% of the leagues right now. Um, his points, like, like, let's go with shares right now, because I think – one thing I do like about Jacoby is his volume, and his volume is his first week he had six targets, caught four of them. Second week against Pittsburgh, he had 13 targets, caught nine of them for 95 yards, no touchdown though. And then he missed two weeks for I think over injury, and then came back with the rookie um, with eight targets, caught seven of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's the clear number one here, um, mm-hmm. but I with what uh lance was saying i think you have to depend on what's going on with the rookie because he's it's belichick does a great job with rookies and he does a great job going against rookies right so for me i think it's one week we see with the rookie we know okay he's he he likes them because the first two weeks were with uh mac jones so Mm -hmm. we have to see against cleveland is it Yes, I, I I lean on Jacoby, or maybe this week I lean on Devontae Parker or Hunter Henry. You know, so mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what we, we have to see that 
again with the rookie. We know we know what it is with Mac Jones because he's a good quarterback, but again, this is the third string. This is the rookie. You know, Hoyer's out. We have to see what, what you know. This is his first true game here, right? So we'll have to see. And if you're risky and, and you got it, go for him because also the target share is high mm-hmm. and his ability to pull in those catches. What you don't want to see is like six or eight targets and the guy pulls in two. Yeah. What you want to see is eight targets and the guy pulls in more than 50% of them. And he's got that every week he started, and the average on all those catches is over 10 yards. In fact, this past week he was almost jumping to 16 yards a catch. So it's it's target share, it's his ability to actually catch all those targets, and his ability to actually get down the field. On there, either him breaking tackles, making those yards, or his quarterback airing it out. All that stuff is, is good stuff for an offense. Uh, so he's in a good position out of New England. That's the only guy I would want to look for. Not Devontae Parker, not anybody else outside of their running backs. Jacoby Myers is the only one. All right. Well, looking at these tight ends, main guy we're going to be talking about, Tyson Hill. Mark Andrews did his thing. Hayden Hurst, Dallas Goddard, he had uh, eight receptions for 95 yards. But Tyson Hill, ridiculous stuff. Three rushing touchdowns, had a passing touchdown, 120 or 112 rushing, and he had like a fumble recovery on special teams. So what can't this guy do apparently for the Saints? Most be, be consistent. Really? That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> that's how he lost his job. Just, True. He, he, that's the that's that's what he can't do. He can't be consistent. The the thing I want to ask not, here is he's I don't know what to do with him because in some leagues he is listed as a quarterback slash tight end. Some leagues he's just listed as a tight end. And I'm not going to chase points because something like this is not going to happen again. No. So you guys tell me what you you know, you would do with Hill going forward. I'm keeping him where I left him in the waivers. There's <laughs> nothing. I mean, he might be good to stash for your, your bye week for a tight end. I'm keeping him in the waivers. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless the coach says, hey, he's going to be more involved. I don't want, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Without him, they don't win that game this week. Oh, not at all. Not at all. They're not even in the game without him this week. <laughs> so I don't see how, as a coach, ownership isn't like, yeah, you, you you tried it with what we think is a better quarterback, but we saw what actually won us the game. Because at some point, the defense can't keep pulling this team along. Because honestly, the only thing that keeps them in the in the games is the defense right now. Mm-hmm. True. All right, Hayden Hurst. I'm not too concerned about him, but you guys think he's someone to kind of look at at the waiver wire, even just uh, to consider. I I believe Hayden Hurst is someone you should look at because he is one. It, it what I see out of this bad offense right now, and you, you can admit, there's a, there's a couple of bad offenses out, out in the NFL right now, and the Bengals are one of them. But, that being said, he is, he is Joe Burrow's 
safety blanket right now. I, when I was watching the game, he was hitting out routes and he was trying to force feed. Um, when he when he threw he, when he tried to force feed uh, Jamar Chase, that looked bad, and to be picked off by your LSU teammate, even worse. So what happened? He went to the safety blanket to the tight end, and, I, and that was Hayden Hurst. So for me, um, Hayden Hurst is someone you should take a look at. Um, if you know next week there's a buy, there's you know multiple teams on buys. If you need to start tight end, he might be the one to start. He might be. He might be. You might want to look into that um, if you need a, a tight end. He is definitely somebody you should pick up, especially if you've got one of those tight ends you drafted a little too high and it's just not working out for you. Um, why not take somebody who's in the top 10 already right now? Um, he's consistent, uh, and I would say this as a knock, but this is true of almost any tight end. He's TD dependent, and all tight ends are. Uh, let's just be honest with ourselves. Their job is half blocking, half catching, unlike wide receivers, unlike running backs. They don't come out unscathed. They're running up against 250, 260-pound uh, linebackers. They're getting chased and bumped by 290, 270-pound defensive ends. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get down the field for 14, 15-yard 14, catches. They're not Mark Andrews. They're not Travis Kelsey. So they're not going to be as flashy as those guys. I mean, I think but there's only getting... two that aren't 50-50. Right. Right. And if you're not getting eight, eight, nine points out of your tight end, look at Hayden Hurst. Out of the two of them, I would go with Tyson Hill only because I want the upside. But the more consistent person is going to be Hayden Hurst. All right. Let's get into the duds. We got to hit some panic buttons, most likely, for some of these players. Start off with the QBs. Yeah, Jared Goff. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson again, Teddy Bridgewater. We already explained how he got hurt on after the first play. Super Rush, if you were streaming him, and Matt Ryan, um, and Matthew Stafford. Well, he didn't. He wasn't a super dub, but if you were looking for, you know, better points out of him, he might have hurt your team. You guys, who are you most concerned with? Not name Russell Wilson because we're all concerned with him, especially after he gave us some hope last week. Um, well, I'm more concerned with Lawrence than anybody else on there. I think golf, he's not a great quarterback. He's not going to be putting up 25 points a game, but he'll probably be putting up 19, 20. The rest of them, the rest of them are, are I mean, Teddy, Rush, Teddy and Rush are just backups. It's the Matt Ryans, the Russell Wilsons. Yeah, and, and the Matt Lawrence's. Ryan shouldn't, shouldn't be on anybody's team. Um, Matt, <laughs> like 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 I like I said before uh, we started, Stafford, you know, he someone dropped him. You know, that's how bad he's playing. That's a pattern button right there. You know, he was a Super Bowl champ last year. You know, this guy was throwing for three hundred something yards and you know two three touchdowns a game, and now he's a waiver wire. Yeah. He he was MVP conversations yeah. finished top five oh, yeah. and now he's not even in the top fifteen. Yeah. So, um, another person, Trevor Lawrence for me, like you know, was it just the hype? Because I have both these guys. I have I have Russell and I have Trevor. And when I saw Trevor put up, you know, twenty points in two weeks, and then 
you know, now his last two weeks against Philly and Houston, he's, you know, six and nine, right? So he's going against Indy uh, this week. We'll have to see, it's, it, his next three games are Indy, the Giants, Denver, and Las Vegas. Are, am I trusting any of that? No. Um, you, so he you might can... bounce back. He might bounce back about against Indy, but the difference with, between Philadelphia and Houston and the Chargers and Indianapolis is, and, and we saw what he put up against Indy already, 22 points. Can he do 20 points? Probably. But then he's got New York Giants and Denver. Two defenses you don't really want to play with. So week seven, week eight are going to be rough again. He doesn't see a bad team again, a bad defense until week nine and week 10, where he's facing the Raiders and Kansas City. Well, the only uh, and he sees a bunch of bad defenses, Baltimore, Detroit, Tennessee, all the way after that. But he's got to play Houston again. He's got to play Dallas still. There's a lot of tough well, games in there. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. Like, you know, for me, Indy, when they, when they put up 20 points, they were at home. I mean, that's home point. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now next week, this, you know, week six, he's going to Indianapolis. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's a divisional game again. We can't lose this second one, so, or we're going to be super behind in the division. I don't think he's going to put up that 20 points again. I think he's going to probably, mm-hmm. he's probably going to get back on track to what he did at, did at Washington. You know, he, he's going to have like 200 something yards, a touchdown, an interception. Um, like that 14, 15, 16 range. I don't think he's going to, you know, go out and put two touchdowns, you know, and almost, you know, 250 yards on us. But again, we have to see. But I think that home, you know, he was at Philly. Um, it's, it's his third, it's his second road trip in um, three weeks. His third road trip in four weeks. You know, so, you know, the fatigue of going back home, traveling again, divisional game. And the, you know, so if he comes up, comes to Indy, it's beat up. You know, you know the Giants are going to beat you up. They're playing great defense. Denver, they're actually playing really good defense. It just they can't ride with their offense, you know. And then you have um, the the uh, the Raiders, which you, you know you're at home, and you might put up points there, you know. And that might just be a slugfest. So we'll, we'll see. But am I? I can't trust him anymore. You only had two good games, no. right? You know, two good games against Bandy. And, and, and you know, and the, and the problem about it is we caught it too late. You know, everybody got it after the you know the twenty-seven point game, and then you know he said, "Oh, we're going to Philly." We're thinking that you know him going against Jalen Hurts is going to be you know a great game of you know throwing or running quarterbacks, and it was a dud for him. Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, he put up his points. So for me, I'm not trusting him again. I'm looking somewhere else. I'd rather trust a, I'd rather trust a uh, proven quarterback in Matthew Stafford to come back and, and get back on track than a second-year, third-year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. All right, so to wrap this up, you're going to basically, you both are saying, be careful with Trevor Lawrence. Is it time to drop Russ or just keep him on your bench? And Matthew Stafford, you kind of are testing the waters with him to see if he bounces back. Matthew Stafford has less points in most leagues than Matt Ryan. So if you don't want Matt Ryan on your team, you're probably going to want Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start there. Matthew hurts. Stafford should be off your team before Russell Wilson. 
Russell, oh. I'm going to give it to him because it's really hard to, to do that to somebody who's mobile where Matthew Stafford is not. If Matthew Stafford's not running, ding, he's got to throw. And if he's got to throw, there's only one wide receiver on that whole team, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Denver theoretically has two wide receivers. Um. I I can't I can't put them in the same boat. They're just not the same people. And Russ will sit on my bench. He will be warm in that pie, but he's not he's not gonna get dropped just yet. Okay. All right, running back. Jamal Williams, uh Najee Harris making me sick to my stomach. Sanders, James Robinson, Singletary, uh Harris again, AJ Dillon. Gibson and Connor, who suffered a rib, rib injury. Um, one guy I want you to guys to kind of give me feedback on because rough league is Najee Harris, and then any of these other guys you kind of concerned about. I mean, I heard Najee Harris was the seventy fifth most efficient running back in the league. Seventy fifth. 75th means all the starters, all their all their shared backfields, and some of the third string running backs are all better than Najee Harris, who is the undisputed starter in that in that team. That should tell you everything about Pittsburgh's offensive line and Najee Harris as a running back. Right now. I'm mad I have him on my team. He's bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the one the the screen I saw. <laughs> that, I mean, Kenny Pickett can only do so much. And shout out to Kenny Pickett, his first full starting game, still had more points than Matthew Stafford, still had more points than Russell Wilson, still had more points than most of these bum ass veteran quarterbacks, <laughs> and still he's on a bad team. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's crazy, but. Back to the, the screen. This guy, Najee Harris, has no hands. This thing was just lobbed to him, and it went through his hands and just bounced off his fucking forehead. Okay? Well, I don't know what's going on, but that, that stat you just put out sounds 100% correct. Okay? It just And it was crazy because he was he was a very efficient in the passing game, one last year at least, yep. with Big Ben. So. Yeah. Do you think it was more, uh, more Big Pet, Big Ben putting him in the right positions, or it was like, I don't know. I just, it, for me, it just, it just, he, he looks a completely different player from last year, hundred percent. I don't know what it is either, but I agree with that take. Um, he just looks different. Um, and I hear him tell it. He doesn't exactly tell you what's wrong. He just tells you he needs to get better. And, you know, that's something that we heard from James Conner when he was coming off his uh, honeymoon year with Pittsburgh. I wonder if it's something with the that team where the running back looks really, really good one year and then the next year he just falls off the face of it. Perhaps. Any other guys you want to raise concern before we move to the wide receivers here? Uh, Dylan, Dylan not getting a, enough shares in that offense is scary for anybody who has AJ Dylan. Um, 
and it, and it might only get worse, to be honest. Um, Gibson, we knew he was going to be down, and we know the running back in Washington is also coming back, the guy who got shot in the leg twice. So he's going to be fighting for a job there, too. Did Robinson play? He, he, he's back. He came uh, out, but I don't know that he actually played. He did. Okay. He, he only had, like, he, I think he only had, like, 22 yards or something like that. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna work him in slowly. I mean, running back. Yeah, yeah, heavy absolutely. It's it's one of those things. Like I didn't even, I didn't, I couldn't make a move, and I didn't want to make a move in one of my leagues. So I, I still have an IR, and I just want to keep him there because I'm not, I don't need any players in that league, but I know that working him in, I know he was gonna pop off the first. It's the first time he's hit an NFL uh, field live because he was he was tearing it up in preseason against bums. Mm-hmm. Now it's a real thing, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to tear up the first time, especially being shot in the leg twice. Mm-hmm. He, he has to get, basically has to get that preseason stuff again. He has to get like the three weeks of uh, game time, you know, just getting in for Antonio Gibson because Antonio Gibson is definitely declining week after week after week. But at the same time, you, you still have to start him. He's still a starter. He's still RB2 for you at least. You know, because he has, yeah. he, he's he's getting, you know, 75% of the shares of running backs there. So, um, Brian Robinson, definitely going to be hopefully in his stride coming week eight, week nine. Good for you, you know, training towards the playoffs. But, yeah, Brian Robinson is going is to do good thing, but we, we'll, we'll wait for and see for that. Now, somebody that missed this list was uh, Dobbins. He had a killer week last week, and he didn't even do but four points in most leagues in his past week. Good catch. Uh, That that could be – that was an inner inner division, an inner – just Cincinnati and Baltimore play each other all the time. So that could be chalked up to that. Um, Those kinds of games are difficult. Sometimes they're blowouts. Sometimes everybody just has – muted numbers because they know each other so well. I uh, don't have Dobbins on any teams, but I felt like the reasoning for that was I just don't want to deal with uh, Lamar Jacks just taking the running productivity away from him, which I feel happens as well. So, I mean, he Mm. didn't play the first two games. New England, week three, four points. Buffalo last week he showed out 20 points and then back to four points again this week. So something to mm-hmm. monitor there. But I mean, I wouldn't, I don't have Dobbins just because of that reason. I don't, you want consistency like who's has been saying all show long. All right. Moving to the wide receivers, you got AJ Brown, you got St. Brown, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins. He got injured uh, during the game. Waddle, Drake London. Garrett Wilson, Cooks, uh, Elijah Moore, and Zay Jones. So, I mean, do we worry about A.J. Brown, both Browns, A.J. Brown and St. Brown? Um, T. Higgins obviously got injured. Waddle, you know, he lost. He was working with the third-string quarterback. Uh, Drake London, who... You know, the rookie from Atlanta was looking pretty good for a couple weeks now. Didn't do too much this week. What do you guys think this year 
about some of these players in the wide receiver category? Well, Wilson and Moore, we can kind of ignore that game. Um, they were they were running all over the Dolphins, and they just kept calling up the same the same numbers. They just kept calling Michael Carter and Brees Hall, and we're throwing screens and all kinds of stuff to deal with Miami. Um, so uh, Garrett Wilson and, and Eliza Moore, they weren't going to get a whole bunch there. Uh, AJ Brown, we talked about this a little bit earlier with Jalen Hurts. There's not a lot of touchdowns going around, so he's not going to get a whole bunch in the air. So unless he's getting a whole bunch of yards, which he does, he's got the most yards in that offense. It's just he also kind of needs those touchdowns. And so for people who drafted him so high, thinking that he was going to be putting up those round two, round three stats, it's a, it's a little disappointment, a little come back down to earth with that kind of draft pick. Yeah, I think A.J. Brown was drafted as, as a wide receiver one in most leagues. But because of his touchdowns not being there, he's more of a wide receiver two. So I don't still don't think we're worried about him. He's giving consistent numbers in the yardage, like um, Lance said. But we would like to have that addition of touchdowns to it because that's what we drafted him. We drafted him because he's the, he's the big target to for, uh, for Jalen Hurts to throw when they're in end zone. But like we discussed before, he can do both. He's either throwing the touchdowns or he's running touchdowns. And it seems more likely, like we put the stats out, that he's running more touchdowns than anything. So I'm still not worried about him. He just, uh, he just, um, he's just downgraded to a wide receiver too for me, for AJ Brown. Um, Waddle, I'm worried about. Um, just because in the short term, we just don't know who's throwing to him. The third stringer tried their be- his best. I don't remember his name, but between him and he, he targeted him and, um, on Hill and he had three kill 10 times and it just didn't do anything with them. It was just bad throws, bad throws. Didn't catch him, whatever case may be, but in the pursuit future, we just don't know who's throwing to him. If it's a third stringer, you know, he's my candidate for the sit of the week because we don't know the situation of Tua. We don't know the situation of Teddy Bridgewater as, as of right now because if that's, you know, going into Wednesday, if those two haven't practiced or haven't cleared the, uh, the concussion protocol, it's back to the third stringer. And they are going against a tough defense in the Vikings as well. So... I'm staying away. I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for a boom potential guy and put him into my flex because Jam- uh, Waddle is not going to be it. Hill also is a, is a potential guy for um, a set if you can find someone else. Yeah, um, I, unless Teddy Bridgewater, uh, unless two is back, you don't really want either one of those wide receivers with Teddy Bridgewater. Not to disparage Teddy. He's a backup for a reason, though. And he's a backup for a reason, and you're not going to get a whole bunch out of those wide receivers with that kind of mentality. You might see an uptick in their numbers again when they're playing Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh's defense is just uh, um, uh, horrible. But Minnesota's going to be a little bit tough. And the fact that you got to be accurate when you're throwing to these guys, because – 
when you're playing against the New York Jets, their defense is good. Not great, but good. And good enough that a, a bad throw is going to be contested. Um, I mean, he's caught all his targets against the Jets, but there were only three. And he got 23 yards out of it. So Jalen Waddles, uh, somebody you should be concerned about for the next few weeks until two is back and two is back healthy. All right. Tight ends that were does this week. You got Hawkinson coming off that monster game last week, 35 points down to a half a point. Fairmouth, uh, Dalton Schultz, again, is on this list. He's here with the goose egg. Conklin, and every time Ooze hypes up a tight end, they start doing bad after they were doing okay or good. This guy got so targeted Ooze, one you... time out of – yeah, Tyson, the, the Jets Tyson Hill is going to go the opposite direction? Is that what's going to happen? No. Yeah. He just needs to hype him up so he goes the, the right way? Well, <laughs> I, might, I might do the opposite. I might have him go up again because I'm putting him as a set of, set of the week for next week. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they, I mean, they scored 40 points, and, you know, he only had one target. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, he's still the, the guy for, for the Jets as the, um, uh, as the tight end. I don't think C.J. Anzoma is um, fully back from that hamstring injury, but I don't know. Well, I, I guess um, – I guess yeah, – you can't start him next week because you just don't even know. Don't even know. Am I worried about him? Uh, yes, because any quarterback, any any um, tight end that's giving you zero points is a droppable tight end because you got to stream him. If you're not, you, you don't have the, the top tier because, you know, the top tier tight end for this week was Taysom Hill because in the ESPN, he's listed as a tight end. And his tight end was doing everything, <laughs> okay? So, um, he's the only person that outscored Mark or Mark Andrews. So, um, yeah, I got to find another quarter, um, quarterback. I got to find another tight end and, um, you just got to stream him. Sorry for hyping him up so much, but I, I, th- I thought I can believe in the Jets. So that every, every Jets fan. The only person you need to, I think you need to be concerned about is Dalton Schultz, but he may be better when Dak is back because Cooper Rush doesn't throw to him. Dak uses um, Dalton Schultz a lot more. All right. Anything else on tight ends before, or these tight ends before we get into starts and sits? Nope. All right. Starts and sits. Week six, remember your bye weeks. Um, no Titans, uh, Lions, Texans, and oh, my forgetting the other. Oh, the Raiders. Let's start with Lance with the his starts and sits. We're going all all the way through or each position. Um, uh, all the way through. Why not? Yeah, just for time. All right. Let's run it through. Okay, start. Geno Smith, if you're looking for somebody to stream, right? Uh, Geno might still be out there available in your league. In about 50% of leagues he's owned. He's going up against Arizona. We know what Arizona's been able to do with their defense. Um, so we saw what Geno Smith's been able to do against just medium difficult defenses. So get Geno, get him in there. He's a good stream for that reason. 
also we got that, running back. That also that over under is at fifty one right now. Which is huge. You know it's gonna be a semi shootout if that's better. Having Geno Smith as a quarterback and your over under is fifty one. That you just you, that's a, that's, I, like, I want to probably want to go back and see the history of Geno Smith when he was starting for the Jets, and I don't think it passed 42. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, running back, uh, Raham Mondre uh, Stevenson, playing against Cleveland. Terrible defense. He's also probably going to be uh, solely taking most of the running back uh, responsibilities there with um, his running back out with an injury. Um, he went down this past week. We saw what Stevenson was able to do out of the backfield and catching balls. We've got George Pickens. Um, last week, Pickett was playing at the same place that Allen was playing, Josh Allen was playing. However, the two of them were just able to handle the wind totally different. Josh Allen just has a totally different ball than everybody else. And he was able to throw bombs to Gabe Davis, where Pickett, his balls were just flying all over the place, and he wasn't able to get a whole bunch done. That means a lot of people are going to be down on Pickens, um, maybe even Deontay Johnson, but I think Pickett and Pickens know each other a lot better. Um, so I, I expect him to bounce back this week, and they're going up against a defense um, that that's not great. And the weather should not be the same as this past week. He should not be facing that kind of wind anymore. Um, I have Tyson Hill as my start for tight end. Um, he's still available in 20 and 50% of the leagues. Don't expect 50, uh, 30 points out of him, right? He's not going to be running for three, two touchdowns, throwing for another. He's not going to get that every week. However, I don't expect the coach, like I said earlier, I don't expect the coach knowing his job is on the line not going to put him back in. Uh, how do you not call his number after what you saw he was able to do last week? So I have Tyson Hill as somebody who's going to be good for a tight end. If you're looking for eight, nine points, Tyson Hill is who I'm going for. You can go for Hayden Hurst. You just might not get more than eight, nine points. My sits, Joe Burrow. They're going against the New Orleans defense. It's tough. If he doesn't believe me, just ask Tom Brady. It's not a defense you want to see. Uh, it's the really the only reason they're in most of these games. Um, my sit this week also is J.K. Dobbins. I have him in one league. He's very TD-dependent. We saw what he did last week. He had two touchdowns. He was a top scorer. This week, no touchdowns. Didn't even break five points. Um, it's going to be like that for him. And as Andrew said, he, he's running but he's also losing touchdowns to possibly um, his quarterback there. Kind of like Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. It's not a good situation for running backs in that situation. My sit at wide receiver is Alan Lazard. He's going against the New York Jets. Uh, we saw what Hill and Waddle were able to do. Um, the Jets disrespected Waddle so much. Michael Carter was doing the Waddle TD dance in the end zone at one point. <laughs> The New York Jets are probably going to be on top of him, and Sauce Gardner is probably going to be shadowing, not shadowing, but facing up against uh, Lazard that whole time. 
there is the possibility that Andrew, that uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to go after Gardner and show the rookie what he's made of. But am I going to do that in, in, a, in an offense I've not seen it in this whole year? Green Bay has not been that great at passing, not been that great at catching the ball. But Lazard is, is one of those ones that I'm not really wanting to see against the New York Jets. And then my sit, Hayden Hurst this week. He's playing well uh, this week. He played well last week. However, like I said with Joe Burrow, they're both going against New Orleans defense. And while there is that security blanket feature in Hayden Hurst, there also is a nasty up front for the New Orleans Saints. And, and those linebackers aren't too shabby either. So I don't expect Hurst to be able to put up a lot this week. I don't expect Joe Burrow to be happy and, and healthy looking at that defensive line. So I'm I'm fading all of Cincinnati against New Orleans defense this week. And ooh, your starts and sets. Yeah, um, so I'm going to start with, with my starts here um, with quarterback Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford hasn't been playing well, but the detrimental to his points are the turnovers. He had 11 points last week, this past week, but he also had one interception, two points, three fumbles, three fumbles, six points. So he only got eight points. He, if, he, if he didn't have any of those, he had 300 yards and a touchdown, that's 17 points. Yeah, he would have had. So keep that in mind. I think he's going to have a nice bounce back against uh, the Panthers this week, who just fired a head coach, probably going to clean house or hire their, their defensive or offensive coordinator, trying to get something right before their bye week in week seven. And then hopefully this, you know, after their bye week, they're coming back fully charged, ready to have a good push. Um, so, you know, if he's out there, you know, for me, I'm trying to pick him up in my league, see what he's um, doing in your league. Go ahead. Real quick, that game, the Rams are favored by 11. Yeah, so I can only imagine why, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the news just came out that he just fired, you know, Matt Rule, um, another college coach has, that hasn't done well. Um, but, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a good get-back game. They don't have um, uh, Baker. I still, yeah, they don't have um, Sam Donald. They're going P.J. Walker. This is a chance for the whole team, you know, to get back. So, for me, Matthew Stafford is definitely uh, a guy that you should start and, you know, believe that, you know, he's going to get back on the right track one game before the bye week. And then hopefully, again, after the bye week, he comes in and, you know, shoots out, you know, the three touchdowns and 400 yards like he usually does. Running back, Eno Benjamin. James Conner, uh, with that river injury, um, wasn't, you know, Eno came in. You, sh- you should have had him before. We I think we talked about him in the waiver wars before because um, he's definitely a um, – Pass catching back that um, uh, Kyle Murray really likes. Uh, I think he had one or two touchdowns this past week um, for uh, from coming in for James Conner. But again, we talked about the over/under for that Seahawks game, which is 51. You just know points are coming up, and Eno Benjamin is going to get some of that pass catch- catching uh, uh, touchdowns again. Uh, wide receiver, the I'm going to go to my uh, my team. Alec Pierce, eight target, uh, nine targets, caught eight of them for 81 yards in a win against the Denver Broncos. Um, this guy is really coming on to um, 
Matt Ryan's safety blanket when Michael Pittman is getting double teamed. This guy has continued to show his speed and his inside ability to catch the balls across the field. Um, he was a, I think he was like a late round flyer in some in some draft, maybe even go undrafted. Uh, you see him, you need you know because this week is bye weeks. If you need somebody for your flex, he's a definitely great flex option for this week. Um, going against the Jags at home in the dome. Going uh, tight ends, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard continues to be also another safety blanket for uh, Jalen Hurts, who doesn't really throw down the field unless he can see something, but his intermediate throws are to Dallas Goddard. His, his uh, targets has increased week after week after week, topping nine this week. So if you had Dallas Goddard, he's definitely good good play to get you hopefully a decent you know nine to eight points. If he adds a touchdown, that is the cherry on top. Um, but yeah, definitely a start for me this week. Um, going on sits, this is super easy. Flying through these because these guys have consistently been poor performers. Russell Wilson, he is damn near droppable for me. Okay. This guy is this guy is not seeing the field. You know, KJ Hamler throwing his helmet down like a like a little oh baby because this guy was <laughs> wide open, wide open in the end zone. But he wants to be Broncos country. Let's cry and throw it into 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 a covered uh, court and sudden with Stephon Gilmore still playing like his like he's at the Patriots. Shutting him down. Already picked him off once. Uh, only picked him off t- two times, but then had five um, pass defense. Why are you throwing to- near him? KJ Hamlin's just sitting right there in the end zone, wide open. Great cross pile. So, Russell Wilson can't see the field. You got to get him out of there. Zeke, he's going to get, I'm pretty sure, well, you know, who are you guys playing? Um, you guys come with the Eagles. Eagles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in in Philly. In Philly. Sunday night game. You gotta drop him. This is a this is a done deal. This guy only had in in five weeks only had one game over ten fantasy points. And was barely ten. It was thirteen and a half. This guy has is is not the same Zeke from three years ago, four years ago, however it is. He's just been eating too many L's. You gotta sit him <laughs> down, okay? This guy is out of there. Dylan Waddle is another set for wide receivers. You have the third string is going to be thrown to him. Um, if anything, Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill is still almost a drop, but um, not drop, so he's a sit. But he's going to be the main guy to get targeted in, in that um, Miami offense. Mike Kosicki, Jalen Waddle, their second string to, to, the, to, to the Scholar, uh, Scholar Thompson um, quarterback. Um, tight end. Jason Hill. Jason Hill is a drop for as a sit for me. Hill, he's I think if I if I quickly take a look here, I'm pretty sure he's um avail he's rostered in eleven percent of uh, leagues. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> Am I still trying to pick him up? Yes. But I'm just trying to say He's only been he's only been in third, thirteen total offensive touches in three games, three games before this one. So mm-hmm. you, so we have to you know we you said it before we have to see it again. If we don't see it again, is a fluke. 
it's one of those things like they try to get him involved or they had a game plan for him if you don't see it again it's a waste of it's a waste of a start so for me i'm going to try to see it again i might try to be early on it maybe because you know we've had been burned of waiting a week then picking them up then seeing them be a dud again if you don't have any other option go get him he's only rostering 11 percent of the leagues start him pray to the fantasy gods that he does what he does again is he going to score 34 points no are you hoping for 12 absolutely well we have to see that this week certainly don't start him as your quarterback no because <laughs> I, I don't know like see like, like said there certainly is that cut his designation in certain in, in like into certain yeah. things I, in ESPN, he is strictly a tight end, which again, same thing as CBS. Yeah, so he's strictly a tight end. If he goes as quarterback, it's just a win. So are you going? To, it's it's a question of is this going to be the true thing to, for the rest of the year, or is this going to be a, just a fluke of him coming in for Andy Dalton and scoring all these points? Are you spending 100 of your fab on him, or and, and taking that gamble, or are you going to just wait? Or look somewhere else because you don't want to touch this time ticking time bomb. The choice is yours, yours listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our show. We made it through things still happening in the NFL 2022. Um, I didn't mention that at the beginning of the show, but make sure you like, follow, subscribe. All the above for all of social media, Instagram, Twitter, website, YouTube. Check out our other uh, shows and teams out there around the league. We also just added a show with a betting segment for all of our gamblers out there, our degenerates, me and Ooze and Lance included. And guys, <laughs> just hope for more normalness week six well we'll That's see Monday, Monday, night, Monday night football is right now and we'll see how normally we, we can and get or end, end off the week right maybe uh <laughs> maybe a, a 300 yard game four touchdowns from their car and you know two touchdowns for hunter referral <laughs> <laughs> but it's been real here at the russell all right see you guys